In today's Conquering Codependency, God's Way, Navigating Healthy Relationships, God's Way. Ready? Let's do this. Hi there. I'm Eileen Thompson, founder of Treasured Ministries. Welcome to our podcast and YouTube channel where we talk about conquering codependency, God's Way. You know, for years, I was unaware of my codependency struggle because it flew right under the radar of my confused Christianity and controlling tendencies to find love. But when God brought an awareness and an unraveling of codependency that would open my arms to real intimacy with Him, everything changed. Now, I'm not a psychologist or a therapist. Don't expect an expert on this channel. I don't even have a seminary degree but I am a woman that found freedom from codependency through God dependency. And now I'm passionate about sharing this with others. So join me as we discover truth, experience freedom, and live treasured. Okay, so today I want to talk to you about navigating healthy relationships God's way. And I can't wait to teach you this content. Um, so much of what I teach inside of my YouTube channel really flows out of what God is teaching me. And this is something that he showed me this week inside my time in, in God's word. And you can tell I'm really excited to teach you this. And the reason why I'm excited is this. Oftentimes, when we break free from codependency, it is like breathing in the real air of freedom for the first time. And we say to ourselves, man, I never, ever want to go back to living that miserable lifestyle, right? And so we know we don't want to go back and God doesn't want us to go back either. And in similar fashion, when God uh, rescued the Israelites out of their Egypt, he did not want them to return to their Egypt. God's final goal for them was the promised land. And for a codependent, our promised land is really that healthy connection uh, with God and with others. That is the place where God wants to get us to. But in between the Egypt and the promised land, there was the wilderness. And, and inside the wilderness, it is like God's classroom where we learn lots of things. And one of the things that God teaches us is dependency upon him, intimacy upon him. And we find inside of the wilderness the intimacy with God is just so amazing. It is an absolute blast to be cared for by your loving Father, to understand that He's watching over you and cares for you, to not just read that in a verse or in, uh, in, in a Sunday school lesson, but to actually experience that in the classroom of life. It is a game changer. So much so that when we're in our wilderness, we can say to ourselves, you know what? I don't know if I want to go to the promised land because the wilderness rocks. But then something happens. 
God begins to nudge our heart and tell us it's time to go into the promised land, meaning it's time to put ourselves out there again. That yes, we want to put God first in our relationships, that we want Him to be first, but that God also wants us to experience healthy connection with others. And I don't know about you, but for me, my experience with this was, I'm not sure. Like, I knew I didn't want to go back to Egypt. I knew God was prompting me to go forward, but it was a little bit confusing. It's like, okay, what does healthy relationship look like? Because it certainly wasn't what I was doing when I was a codependent. Certainly wasn't that. And I don't really know how to move forward. I was also like, man, I never want to get back in an Egypt situation. What if I make a mistake? And so you, you just start to have all this conflict, right? But then the Holy Spirit, your comforter, your counselor, your cheerleader is like pushing your heart forward and saying to you, you know what? You need to put your heart out there again. And there's a little bit of fear. There's a little bit of insecurity, but you know what? You don't need to feel that way because the next steps into your new season are going to be navigated by God himself. God's heart for you, his purpose for you is to be in healthy connection with others. And now that you've discovered how to put God first, you'll be able to take your next steps into the promised land. And so that's that's what I want to talk about today. Because when I was in my wilderness and God started prompting my heart to step out, my answer to him at first was no way. I just love being with you. All I need is you. In other words, my answer was avoidance. I never, I'm not going to put myself heart out there again I, because I don't need people anymore. That was my codependent self, right? But the answer is not avoidance. The answer is advancement under Almighty God. I'm going to say that again. The answer is not avoidance, but advancement under the advisement of Almighty God. In other words, when you lived in your codependent days, you did not have boundaries, right? And so you let in unhealthy people, you let in healthy people too, but it was like there was no, um, there, there were no boundaries, right? Then God brought you into the wilderness where, and it may have happened because the relationship crashed or whatever it was, and you hit that rock bottom, you learned intimacy on God. And some of you may still be in your wilderness season. And I'm going to tell you something. Don't move to the promised land. Don't rush your wilderness season. Stay right there because it is such a priceless time. Right? But so, so inside of the wilderness season, you learned intimacy on God. And you know you don't want to go back to like open uh, doors where you just let everybody in again because that was your Egypt, that was codependency. And so you might potentially, like I did, swing over into the other side and just say, I'm not letting anybody else in. I'm closing the door completely. But that's not God's answer. Because the truth is, 
your heart was made for more and you can have healthy connection. Now, I want to give a disclaimer. I said this before, but I'm going to say it again. If God has you in a wilderness, you need to stay there and you need to build intimacy with him. But if the Holy Spirit is prompting you to put your heart out there, today's message is just for you. And in fact, even if it's not time yet, it's good to get these principles underneath your belt. All right, so, so here we go. The first thing that I want to say is the answer is not avoidance, but advancement under the advisement of our all mighty God. Today's verses are going to be from Deuteronomy uh, chapter 2. You see, there is a time for our wilderness, and then there's a time where God will call you to move on to your promised land. God wants to redeem your unhealthy relationships, but if you never put your heart out there again, how can you experience the redemption? Verse number three. Um, so this is this is to the Israelites, the Israelites who've been wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. Listen to this verse. You have been wandering around this hill country long enough. Turn to the north. In other words, they had been in the wilderness. And the wilderness was necessary, but now God was saying, I'm ready for you to put your heart out there. It's time for us to turn to a new direction. God does wonders in the wilderness, but the wilderness is only temporary. And I happen to think, in my personal opinion, you're ready to go into the promised land when you don't really want to go there, if that makes sense. When you have um, embraced and just love intimacy with God and just know you don't need another person in your life because you are having such a blast with God. See, your cup is filled there. That's when you know it's time to move on. And sometimes we don't know it's time. Sometimes we're not even in a rush in that, and God has to come and say, okay, girl, you've been in the wilderness long enough. And maybe he'll do it by introducing you to somebody new. And maybe he'll do it, maybe if you were hurt in a church community, somebody else will invite you to a new church. I don't know how he's going to do it. Maybe he'll speak to you to this message today. But there will be a time because the wilderness is only temporary. Point number two is this. God helps us navigate people so that we can have healthy relationships. God helps us navigate people so that we have healthy relationships. Verse 4 says this, Give these order to the people. You'll pass through the country belonging to your relatives, the Edomites, the descendants of Esau, who live in Seir. The Edomites will feel threatened. So be careful. Don't bother them. For I have given them all the hill country around Mount Seir as their property, and I will not give you one square foot of their land. Now, I want you to see something about that first. The number one thing is that God told them how to navigate this particular people group. And God is able to do that because he's the judge and he is all-knowing. And 
it, he says in here, like he knows the history of the Edomites. He knew how they would feel. He said, they're going to feel threatened. And then he tells his people, so be careful. Don't bother them. And then he says, I've given them this land. That land is not yours. I love it how God defines some clear boundaries. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, these, this is your responsibility and, and this is mine, right? And so, so here he says to be careful and don't bother them. God helps us navigate people. He is there. He will give you that direction. And part of what we learn in the wilderness and what we teach inside of our treasure tribe is how to have that intimacy with God, how you can know that you hear from him. Point number two is this, to navigate healthy relationships, I must stay near to God. You see, God directs us through relationship, not a roadmap. In other words, it's not going to be a formula because people are different. And you know what else? You can't even look at the way that I've done it and say, well, I'm going to do it her way, right? Because you know what? You and I are different. And the truth is, is that God, your heavenly father, he knows what you need, when you need it. He knows what that other person is. He knows the history, the background, how they're going to feel, how it's going to mesh and all that sort of thing. And so it's never a formula. And it's codependence. We always want formulas. We want the checklist. We want the to-do list. And we are going to be God's best girl and get it done. But that is not the way that it works. God will direct us through relationship, not a roadmap. It's not about a formula. It's about following him. And that's because every relationship is different. It's not a one-size-fits-all. Uh, so be very careful because, you know, books, they can help us. Wisdom about certain people, they can help us, right? But only God can direct you because God knows the whole picture. And so to navigate, we must stay near to God. Now, inside of Deuteronomy uh, chapter two, and I'm not gonna pull up every verse for you, you can look at it yourself, but what was so interesting to me is that as God was instructing the Israelites and talking to them about the different people, he would tell them to handle different people different ways. We just read that he said, you know, don't bother the Edomites, okay? In another people group, he told them to offer a peace treaty. In another people group, he told them to attack them. What is my point? My point is this. Sometimes God will say, you know what? Just don't bother them. Just don't bother those people. Sometimes he'll tell you to offer peace, Trudy. Sometimes he'll tell you to confront that person. And so if you read a book or you want a roadmap or a checklist, if you are trying to find your security in there, it's not going to happen. You know where your security is? Your security is in that daily time with God. In order to navigate, you must stay near. 
And that does not come from listening to my YouTube videos or reading a book by another great Christian author, although all that wisdom can help you navigating is through that intimacy uh, with him. And so the Israelites did that, and they listened to God. Verse 36 says, The Lord our God helped us conquer um, error on the edge of the gorge, and in the town of Gorge, and the whole area as far as Gilead. No town had walls too strong for us. However, we avoided the land of the Ammonites and all the places that the Lord our God had commanded us to leave alone. See, God is the navigator. And if we will be near him, and near him is not only that intimacy with him, but it's just taking the next step that he's telling you to take, right? The next point is this. You must do the daily mental work to maintain that God is your source. You must do that daily mental work to maintain that God is your source. As you step back into your promised land or you begin to put your heart back out there and really in the wilderness, you know, the Israelites did bump up against other people. And so it was like God was kind of preparing them. And so maybe you're in the place of baby steps, but wherever you are, Never, ever forget that God is your source. We can make the mistake of believing that we've been broken free from codependency, and so we, we don't have any other issues in there, right? And the problem with that is that the enemy knows the door that you've closed, and he will come knocking back on it again. And if you have been struggling with people dependency, the remedy for that is God dependency. And that is something that we must do every day. The mental work, renewing our mind, that God is our source. And from that, you see, we'll be able to have healthy relationship uh, with people, but we must stay vigilant at that. Listen. When Joshua went into the promised land, the big mistake that he made, and he did a lot right, he was a pretty tough warrior. But you know what Joshua did that was wrong? The Gibeonites came to Joshua, and they tricked Joshua by dressing up in, uh, in old clothes and carrying around moldy bread. And so... And so they gave the impression to Joshua that they had been traveling for a, a long time, right? And they were not the inhabitants of the land. And so Joshua thought that these people were okay. And then these Gibeonites said to uh, Joshua, we'll help you. Now, the reason why I bring this up, and this is super important, is because when we have lived the codependent lifestyle, we're also extremely self-reliant. Not only are we self-reliant, we're also like, you know, making ourselves responsible for a lot of other people. And so you know what? At the end of our Egypt, we are worn out. We're worn out. And the temptation can be 
for you to say, I just want somebody to take care of me. I just need somebody to take care of me. Somebody who loves God that'll take care of me. Let me tell you something. There's nothing wrong with you wanting somebody to care for you. But you must, you must not put that expectation fully on a person. You must put that on God first. Because if we're so weary and worn out and we just say, okay, I'm ready for my new beginning, somebody can come to you and say, let me help you. And you're so weary and you're so worn out, you might drop your guard. Every day we must remember that people are not the answer. You must do that daily work to maintain that God is first. The next thing is this, let go of outcomes and expectations. Boy, am I excited to talk about this. Now, before I tell you this, let me just tell you that this is like God has been teaching me this and it's been humbling and all that sort of stuff like that. So, so this is a little bit, you know, like, you know, we got to hold hands on this teaching because it's a little bit tough, right? But when you do, Freedom is on the other side. Let go of outcomes and expectations. People owe us nothing. And I look to God for everything. People owe us nothing. And I look to God for everything. Verse 6. If you need food or water to drink, pay for it. Verse 7, for the Lord your God has blessed you in everything that you've done. He has watched your every step through this great wilderness. During these 40 years, the Lord your God has been with you and you have lacked nothing. That's Deuteronomy 2 verses 6 and 7. Beautiful verses. Beautiful. That Those verses are my anchor of truth uh, this week. That's something that we do in our nourish method that we teach in, in the treasure tribe. Now, the first thing that I want you uh, to see about this, because oftentimes people will tell us to let go of expectations or keep our expectations low on people and high on God. And so we're like, okay, I'm going to do it. But you know what? You've got to get into the spiritual flow to be able to, to do it God's way. The first thing it's not in your mind. I'm going to let go of this, right? The first thing is that you must look back to let go and remember God's care and kindness for you. Look back to let go. So inside of that verse, it says that uh, Moses said, For the Lord your God has blessed you in everything that you've done. He's watched over every step in the wilderness. During these 40 years, he's been with you and you've lacked nothing. Now, something that I like to do when I get overwhelmed, when I get scared, when I feel like I'm all alone or where is God, I like to give myself a remembrance pep talk. I say, Eileen, Remember when God did this for you? 
Remember when God rescued you out of codependency? Remember when he defended you in that unhealthy situ relationship? Do you remember when God provided for treasured ministries in this way? Do you remember this? Do you remember that? And then I say to myself, he did it back then and he'll do it again today. He took care of me back then and he's going to take care of me today. You need to give yourself a pep talk and it needs to come out of your own personal journey so to let go of expectations on people look back and remember God's faithfulness the second thing is this daily gratitude inventory daily gratitude inventory now gratitude is critical because gratitude actually takes inventory of what we have so that we won't gain a scarcity mentality if we gain a scarcity mentality we won't see god as our source and we will feel like we lack instead of that we lack nothing and that's critical that's critical now why do you think that a god that has everything that is, you know, completely secure. Why would God want us to praise him and thank him? It's not because he needs it. It's because we do. Because when we thank God for the blessings in our life, it reminds us that God is our source. Now, something that we do in the Nourish Method is we do gratitude every single day. Every night before I go to bed, I write three things down that I'm thankful for. And when I start my time with God in the morning, after I worship Him, the first thing I do is I thank Him for those three things. Gratitude takes inventory of what you have and creates an abundant mentality that will get rid of the scarcity mentality. And when you see that every blessing that you have from God is not because you did it or somebody else gave it to you, it flowed from God himself, you're going to keep your expectations on God and let that go on others. Number three, realize that God is always taking care of you. I don't know if you caught that in this verse, but it says he has watched over your every step. The Bible says he knows the hairs on our head. The Bible says that before we even pray, he knows what we need to ask for. Your God is into the details of your life. And on the days when you can't see him and you think, do you see what's going on here? You put your finger on this verse and you say, God is watching my every step. I may not see him. I may not know how he's going to provide, but I know that my God is watching over me. Point number four is this. You remember that you lack nothing. That what you have is enough. Oh, and this point is just so good. It gets me so, so excited. God began to teach me this last year as I was writing uh, the Treasure Tribe Bible Study Godfidence. And here, here it is again because, you know, um, we should pray big and bold to God but always leave the outcomes to him. 
And sometimes when we are praying big and bold to God and God did not answer our prayer in the way that we thought he would. And as codependents, we're trying to control everything, even the way we think God should answer. I'm going to tell you what. I, there's a, that song by God by uh, Garth Brooks, and he says, I thank God for unanswered prayers, and I say amen to that. I think about the times that God answered my prayer in a different way, and I just got to stop and praise him. And see, when you know that what you have is enough, that God always provides enough, you will put your faith in the provider and not in the provision. Because sometimes when God doesn't answer the prayer exactly how we want it, there's a potential for the enemy to sneak in and take that and lie to you and say, God doesn't answer prayer. Well, the truth is, is that God always answers our prayer his way. God always keeps his promises on his timetable, see? And so our, if our expectation is in a certain outcome, then our faith can fade. And that's what loss and trauma can do. It can make our childlike faith uh, fade. But if we keep our expectations in the provider and trust his care, everything changes. Number five is this, don't procrastinate. You need to do. I love this verse, going back to verse seven, for the Lord your God has blessed you in everything you have done. You watching on the other side of the camera, I know that stepping out there and putting your heart back out there again is scary as all Pete. I know if you have found deep intimacy with God that you are satisfied with that and you may not want to go out and put your heart out there. I know the feeling of just wanting to say, can the world just stop for a minute? Because I need to figure out healthy relationship because I wasn't doing it before. But you know something, there's a time when we must move. God can speak to us. He can prompt us all day long. But unless we put action to that faith, it won't happen. See, God's not a controller. He's an inviter and a guider, and that's how he navigates. He will give us the steps to take, but then we have to take ownership over that responsibility. And the next thing is this. Our, respo our responsibility is intimacy. It's that humility to hear God, and also the humility to follow him when he tells us to avoid this person, avoid him. When he tells us not to bother or not to take from uh, uh, this from another person or not to expect that that person give to us, right? Like he said, you know, pay for this and that kind of thing. We, we listen to God. We humble ourselves under him. In fact, I once heard somebody say, 
um, that, that that is humility is that letting go of expectations and it's also not it's also in how other people respond it's in how other people respond inside of this passage um, he um, there, there was a people group and um, and they offered the peace treaty to them like the Lord told them to do but they refused the peace treaty and you know sometimes if, if the Lord tells us, you know what, I want you to love on that person. I want you to offer them a gift of peace or whatever it may be. And that person rejects that. That is hard. But you can have peace in knowing that you did what God asked you to do. And you know what? God took care of their rejection. He, um, he let the Israelites defeat them so that they could move forward. Our responsibility is to stay near, to get the navigation, to humble ourselves, to hear God, and then to heed his voice. And then we do not worry about how other people will respond, even if they don't receive our hearts or break it because we put our hearts out there. God will handle the heartbreak and the loss. <laughs> the answer is not avoidance, but advancement under the advisement of Almighty God. At Treasure Ministries, we believe the remedy to codependency is healthy connection with God and others. But sometimes that can be confusing. How to do all that? You, you want to guide the treasured tribe is that support for you. We give you the nourish method, which is a grace-based approach to build that intimacy with God and then a supportive community to cheer you on while you grow. Visit www.treasuretribe.com and join us today.